All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nicola Podcast. This week we had our boy Darren on. He's crushing it as a trainer in Equinox here in Boston and also has his own training program that he's building out as well. Really loved this episode. It was great to chop it up with Darren. And he got the boys in the gym going every single day, which has been amazing. As you can see, we got some merch coming out soon. We'll have more updates that very shortly. And then Wednesday, we have another surprise. So stay tuned, turn some notifications on, and uh, drop a like and comment on this episode if you enjoy. We'll see you guys Wednesday. We'll just get right into it. Yeah, it's kind of what That's we cool. normally do. I love it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course, Dan. This is awesome. Um, so our podcast is Nickel Up, and um, we kind of start out every episode just kind of telling the guest what Nickel Up is. You know, just kind of like hustlers, grinders, people who are trying to, you know, get their nickel up, trying to make a couple bucks, trying to set themselves up for success in life, however they determine success to be. So you just kind of want to tell everybody who you are, what you're doing, and how you're getting your nickel up right now? Absolutely. So my name is Darren Batista. I am working over at Equinox Seaport. Um, I've been there for about two and a half years now, um, training clients from all types of individuals, whether athletes, um, just general population. Been working with some of the Boston influencers, content creators now. Um, so I've been working there for a while also developing a whole virtual online training platform through my side hustle, uh, Credo Fitness. Shout out my partner, Steven, on that. Um, so blending those two things together and just putting the people first, man, just trying to uh, change as many lives as possible in the process. And we're just, we're growing day by day, so. What was it, you know, the beginning? How'd you get into fitness yeah. in the industry? Yeah, so I, I actually, um, I started off, I went to a couple colleges. So freshman year, went to Roger Williams University. Uh, plan was actually, so I was an athlete back in the day. Plan was to play basketball over there. Um, that opportunity didn't end up panning out for me. So the next, it was like, all right, what can, what can I turn to and pivot towards next? Like what is going to be the next thing that just lights me up and kind of fuels that fire that basketball did for me and that time frame of my life. Um, so the next thing was just, I kind of got intertwined in the gym, started working out, just working more on myself as I had more time as basketball was a time consuming thing. Once that wasn't really on the schedule anymore, it was like, all right, what are we turning to next? So the gym is, the gym was the next thing that I found and I fell in love with right away. Um, just that like competition between you and yourself, as opposed to just competing with other people as an athlete, obviously we know like you're going up against another team, but the thing I loved about the gym so much was that you're always just, it's a constant battle with yourself. So shifted gears, ended up transferring to Bridgewater State um, and studied exercise science from sophomore year on. Graduated with that, um, got a certification, certified strength and conditioning specialist and ended up just applying to Equinox right out of school. Uh, sat down for that interview and they were like, let's do this thing. So they wanted to take, take me on. And it's been, it's been love for fitness ever since. Like, honestly, I just, every single day is fun to wake up and change a person's life. So there's no better feeling. So how long, um, was like the time period from when you realized basketball wasn't a viable option anymore to like the time when you realized, Oh, I love fitness. I might be able to do this as a career. Yeah, that's a good question. I think that both happened almost at the same time for me so it was right when so i ended up not making that roger williams basketball team which at the time felt like the worst possible thing that could have happened in my life but ended up being the best opportunity for me because that even within a week span of that happening i turned to the gym as kind of my outlet to deal with that and that's what kick-started that next step in my life so I know like we always say like you almost have to hit rock bottom to get to that next chapter in your life and that's exactly what happened to me um and then once once i started diving into fitness and started to fall in love with it i just started to research it a little bit and um throughout my college career i did a couple internships along the way to get some experience and throughout those two um those two experiences it was like right off the bat i knew that i could i could turn this into a career so those those two things kind of happen at the same time for me. What's it been like working at Equinox? Like that's a very prestigious, you know, 
gym around the country in the world honestly and uh how's that been it's awesome dude i mean you're you're surrounded by really successful people all day every day and you're you're destined to run into people along the way that will either help you in life or inspire you in a certain way or just like even like strike a different level of thinking that you might have not considered like before meeting that person which is great um in terms of like just the day-to-day work life for me i mean i'm i'm the busiest trainer there so i'm on my feet all day it's definitely a grind a hustle um, i'm waking up at 5:30 in the morning and i'm getting back home at 7:30 at night so if there's one thing to say about equinox and just being a personal trainer in general it's like you really got to love this shit and if you don't you're probably going to fizzle out because it can be lucrative but it's not going to be if you're not willing to put that time in i'm spending 13 14 hours a day there so it's awesome though i mean like i said i get to work with people all day long and learn something new every day from someone that maybe i wouldn't have learned that from if i didn't start this journey at equinox and it's been it's been a blessing honestly like the best move i've made to start out my career so how does that work like logistically as a job are they bringing you clients or is it a mix you have to kind of find your own as well yeah so when you first start out there they uh they supply you heavily just with leads and um just like connections along the way to try and build your book of business as you start to ramp up ramp up, ramp up and have that process continue on that slows down a little bit. So they're not supplying you with as much as you get a little busier. But this is the point where the ones that really do well at Equinox, that's where you differentiate yourself because the next the next level up there is making your own connections, approaching people on the floor. Um, I even, I DM people on Instagram that like I've seen around in the gym. That's how we got connected with you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's, that's the exact same thing. Like I'm making sure that I'm hitting every bucket in terms of connections and who I can do some lead outreach with. Um, and that's what, that's, what's ultimately made me so successful. There is just going above and beyond to get that next client or just make a connection. So it's never really been to me as much about, Oh, I want to train you and have you be a client. It's, I want to get to know you and build a relationship with you. And if you could use my services along the way, that's great. But if not, I made like a useful connection that I can take with me to the grave. So when you're doing outreach to a lot of these people, whether it be on Instagram or on the Equinox floor, like how do you decide if you're going to bring them into Equinox's ecosystem and train them through their program? Or if you kind of want to save them for your Credo Fit platform? Yeah, so Credo Credo Fitness right now has been more about people that I can't reach in person. Um, The goal eventually is to scale this thing to the degree where I want to impact people's lives all around the world. So I don't want this just to be a Boston thing. I want to impact as many people and reach as many people as possible. Um, In terms of like who I'm deciding to bring into Equinox, it's a lot of people that are already members there that I just meet from being there all day. Uh, but if they live in Boston and they're open to joining the club, I would love to work with them in person because virtual, we're, the world is trending towards virtual, but nothing's going to be truly that one-on-one in-person experience. So if I have the time and I can meet with you one-on-one in person, that's, that's definitely the preference. Uh, but as any trainer will know, you can only be at one, at one place for one hour at one time. So there has to be another way to reach a further audience where Credo is going to be that platform where we're inspiring people around the world to not only focus on their fitness, their health and wellness, but it's also a passion project of mine to inspire people to go after what you love. It's not even about fitness. It's like fitness is a platform to take you to that next level, right? take you to that next level to chase after what you want, whether that be fashion, food, anything, you name it. What was the transition like from, you know, starting off at Equinox to now having like a roster of clients who kind of 
are the almost faces of Boston in a way, especially on social media. Yeah, dude, that's that's been so like my transition has been crazy. Like starting out, I never would have thought that I'd get to this point. Um, we've talked about it. Like I've worked up at Equinox all the way up to fifth in the country, um, just out of total production. So even the jump from that. How does that, what, what is that? Like, is that amount of clients or? Yeah. So amount of total sessions throughout okay. your year. So they come out with like that yearly report. So it's we, like, who's made Equinox the most money this al- year? Almost like that <laughs> in a sense. But, um, I think it, I think it attests more to like how much value are you providing your clients to keep them coming on a regular basis and that shows in your production right like it's cool if you can put on 20 clients but if you lose 10 what's the value you're showing there if they're just short term my goal with every client that walks through the door is like i want to impact your life for as long as you need me to and i want to set you up with the tools to then take it on your own and be able to be confident walking in the gym when you're on your own without me there so that's that's like the eventual goal for all of my clients at equinox um and back to your question a little bit the transition there from starting out with nobody to now being number five in the country is like wild to me and then i think that gave me some leverage to attract some of these names that i've been working with now so shout out tommy garino prosciutto poppy uh kevin cooney and colin powell those are my guys um and they've they've showed a lot of belief in me too, just trusting me with their health and wellness and guiding them to where they want to be. That means the world to me. So, and that's not only them because they're faces of Boston, but also my whole book of clients. Just the the amount of trust that I've I've been given to change people's lives, like that means the absolute world to me. So it's interesting too. Cause I think, I mean, we've had a couple of those guys on our podcast or interactions with them just being around Boston. And like, when you talk to like most influencers or when, when you think of most influencers, you're like, Oh, like they're probably not the same as they are on camera. They're like, this sure. kind of like they're in their own world, like upper echelon. But sure. like a lot of the times they're just real people and like getting 100%. to know them on that level is, is really cool. hundred percent. And that's, that's something that, I think uh, as a trainer or coach, you almost recognize that more just from the position you're in. Cause these guys are coming to me saying, Hey, I don't know much about this field. I'm looking to you for help. And that's when you really like, you see not the vulnerable side, but almost like the curious side of someone who's so successful in a different area. And that's why I love it is like, we're asking each other questions. It's Mm -hmm. not just when we're in training session, it's not just me saying, all right, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. It's like genuine conversation for an entire hour of how can we make each other better, not only in fitness, but in life. And that's how it is with all my clients. Like everyone that I work with, they bring a different aspect or mindset to the table that has helped me in some way, shape or form. So I'm super thankful for all those people. No, it's really cool kind of seeing, you know, like like Wag said, you know, we had a few of those guys on. We've been building like relationships with them. For sure. And your number five ranking, you know, on Equinox, like that's great. You know, it's a numbers numbers world we live in. So that shows, you know, that you're a top five trainer in the country. But like everybody we talk to now, it's like, hey, like, you know, we're getting trained by, you know, this guy over at Equinox. Everybody knows who you, who you are at this point. And that's kind of like a testament to, you know, like you said, you try to build relationships with every single um, one of your clients. That's probably why you've yeah. you found so much success. But, that's what it is. I, and I'll preach again, like to any, any personal trainers that are like nervous starting out or wonder how they're going to get there. The, the focus on building relationships and caring about the individual will take you to a place that you never thought possible. Cause that's when I first started this shit, like I never, never thought about money, never thought about ranking. I always just thought about the people. And like, if you put the people first, it will always work out no matter what you do. Not only trainer. One of the things that like I've always kind of done with like the creative stuff, the video, cause that's like how I got started yeah. um, was kind of looked at it almost like a barter in a way for sure we're just like bringing it like back to the roots of like society where like if you can provide value to someone 
there's always going to be something in exchange and not even looking for like that exchange, but that's just how humans like operate. Um, and I think like looking at it that way, like you're providing like something that's very valuable at a high level in a almost luxurious manner being with Equinox. So like, obviously, you know, it's attractive to people and you can bring in the right kind of clientele. For sure. And that's, that's where Equinox has been awesome is it's just like the, it's the focal point of fitness in Boston, especially the club I'm at in Seaport. Like you got, you got people from all over coming just to work out there because they hear great things about it. So Equinox has been awesome. Like shout out to everyone that works there from coworkers, management, just like the, the culture there is great. Um, I have no complaints about, I've been there for two and a half years almost. So and we're still rocking, going strong. So shout out to everybody there too. What does, um, you know, your tips for yourself that you've struggled with or to, to clients, like, I think the biggest thing with fitness, one of the biggest roadblocks, at least in my opinion, I'd love to hear yours, but like yeah. motivation and just getting yourself in the gym and getting yourself consistent. How does that, how do you yeah. go about that? And I hate to use the word motivation because it comes and goes like, I'm not going to look at any of my clients or you two in the face and say, I'm motivated to work out every day. Cause some days you're not, some days you wake up and you're like, I don't want to even wake up today. I just want to like sit on my couch and chill. But I think if you just develop the habit of just like get up and go and you follow that until you just like, you make that habit so regimented it's almost like you can't let yourself down at that point. So just showing up and doing something, it doesn't even have to be like a hundred percent all out lift every time you go. But if you can set specific days that you're like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go, whether it's, I walk for 20 minutes and that's what I do. Cause that's my 10 out of 10 for that day. That's perfectly fine. You still followed the habit and you showed up when you need to show up. And I think that as you go, that becomes such a lifestyle. Like for me now, I can't get up five to six days a week and say, ah, I'm not going to work out, but it's easy for me now. Cause I've just set that routine and followed it like so much to a structure that it's, it's like a lifestyle now. So I think for clients and just people in general, if you're lacking motivation, which I hate to use that word, I think discipline is the better word because when you don't have motivation, that discipline will take precedent and you'll show up no matter what or no matter how you're feeling. And it's also to kind of touch on another thing with that. As a coach, a lot of people don't realize that you need to ju- make judgments off of how the client is feeling that specific day. So when I said maybe a 10 out of 10 that day is going on a walk, you need to meet the client where they're at too, which I think that's overlooked a lot with um, the fitness industry is the skill that a coach needs to really meet you where you're at for that specific day. Because it would be easy to say, all right, we're going to follow the same exact program on Mondays every single time you come in and we're going to work at 100%. But sometimes like your client's not going to come on a Monday feeling like spry and ready to go. So... I think it's a useful skill as a coach as well to really be able to assess the situation and know, hey, they're only feeling like a seven out of ten today, so let's not let's not push them at a ten out of ten. So What's God? What, what do you think like the the most common like roadblocks? I would I would say you'd see with people in general or clients that you worked with that yeah. event. I'm going to build off that real quick, honestly, yeah. because like last Sunday, for example, you know, the night before texted you, Hey, we got the table for Johnny Manziel. Yeah. That Sunday I woke up hungover out of my mind. And <laughs> Oh, he came back. He was like, he was making chicken in here at like 2 a.m. Yeah, medium you weren't rare following nutrition protocol. I, I made a uh, medium rare chicken. I would night. say like that was like <laughs> rare chicken. That wasn't even medium. Yeah, right. But so my question is, you know, you wake up the next day and I didn't go to the gym because yeah. in my mind I said, I'm not going to get a good workout in. It's For a waste sure. of time. So now I got to get over that mental roadblock. Road and even if it's just, you know, like getting some sort of sweat in. So like. What's, what's your advice for somebody who kind of like goes out a lot, yeah. you know, sometimes they might have too much to drink and then their yesterday kind of affects their today. How do you balance the a social life with a healthy life? Yeah. And I think I'm 
as anyone that knows me, I'm a great person to ask this to because I go out just as much as the next guy. I love going out. I like the nightlife. Um, you guys had my buddy Colin on here that I also train. We go out together all the time, probably every weekend. And I think that the answer to that is planning, right? If you know you're going out Saturday night and you're probably going to wake up Sunday banged up and not feeling good, maybe you plan your training schedule around that a little bit better. So at the start of the week, you say, all right, Saturday, I know I'm going out. I got to get my three workouts this week from Monday to Friday. And we, we crush those days. And maybe on the days where you're not feeling totally 100%, like last Sunday for you. I'm sad I missed out on that, by the way. It seemed like a good time. But um, I think those are the days where maybe you just go for a walk. And that's your 10 out of 10 for the day. That's your win for the day. Because that's a lot more attainable when you're hungover after a night at the Grand um, than hitting a big lift. So I think just having that structure and plan and also having a coach, which you guys have put your trust in me now, as you can see, like through your app and stuff like that, that there's a calendar there. So if you texted me and said, Hey, I'm drinking Saturday night. Don't plan a workout for me. That's going to be crazy on Sunday. <laughs> you might be getting those texts I'm, a lot from me. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to tweak that calendar to be like, okay, we just need to make sure we crush it Monday to Friday, whether that's three strength workouts and a couple low intensity cardio days and then Saturday and Sunday off or whatever the client wants that to look like. So that's a, that's a really good question, but I think it just comes down to plan before so you can enjoy those moments where you're going out having fun and you know, I already got my work in. Do you think there's a lot of like, I wouldn't say like fake, but like a facade in the fitness industry of like people saying, Oh, like I don't, I don't drink and do all this stuff. I don't go out when like in reality they probably do. And like, yeah. It's just, you know, there. Yeah. I And I, I do believe that like some people on Instagram maybe don't drink and go out. But like, is that the the general pop's view and like what they're going to do? Probably not. And I like to go out. So I'm never as a coach going to preach like you can't go out and drink when I go out and drink. So I think it makes you a little bit more relatable as a coach too when your lifestyle emulates the clients a little bit. So that's what I like about it is that I can relate to you guys. I can relate to all my clients that like to go out. Um, but definitely I think there's, there's probably some people on social that are, they're playing a little bit of like a, a facade, like you said. Um, but that's, that's totally fine if they want to frame it that way. I feel like it's way more authentic and you're going to build a lot stronger of relationship. If one, you're honest, I would never lie to a client about my lifestyle. And two, you can relate. So if I'm honest, we'll see you at the grand. That exactly. Same night, so. exactly. I mean, I threw, I mean, you guys know I threw a big one at the, uh, at the grand a couple weeks ago. So, and that's totally fine. And I think it's also about when you are going out, just making sure you're making somewhat conscious decisions. Like you're not eating some medium rare after you're, after you're going, right? What do you, uh, on the, on the flip side of that, like who are some of the influencers or kind of like fitness, uh, like faces in society that you admire and look up to and think highly of? Yeah. So one, there's a lot of people that I, I know from Equinox that I look up to, um, a couple names that come right to mind are, um, are Dre from Equinox. So his Instagram's every goddamn Dre. Uh, he's he's killing it on the social. He does a lot with like kettlebell functional training, and he just has like a he has a really good niche and mindset towards like what can bring you results. And I I look up to him and I follow him heavily on social. Another guy is um, Ideen, also an Equinox trainer. He is big into like fitness is easy, so making it as simple as possible which I couldn't agree with more, but also having that lifestyle uh, that complements it, right? So he goes out just as much as the next guy too. And he, uh, he preaches just like, it can be easy if you make it that way. So those are a couple. What those about are, like the TikTokers, like, like Sam Selleck or the Trend Twins or guys like that? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't follow as much on TikTok. Um, 
like there's obviously some guys like Gary Brecka is a big name. Um, he has some he has some good points, and I think that there's some stuff that's useful. So I like watching some of his stuff. But I'll be honest, like I don't get super caught up with the social media stuff and like following deeply into the fitness rabbit hole just because I'd like to keep it so genuine and not like fall into one of those categories because I think it can be so simple for clients to get results without following some cookie cutter way to get there. And I know that what's popular on social might be a little bit more like you need to follow this specific routine to get to this point when I just don't, I don't believe in that. So I have respect for everyone on social that's building their brand, building their name. Uh, But I really try to keep it a little bit like apart from my work life, just because I, I believe so heavily that it could be so simple. And if you just do the, the simple things correctly, you'll, you'll really get there. So what about like some of the radical people like, like liver King or like that? Yeah. I, I think that's a, Again, building a brand, which is Have cool. you tried like raw liver? I've never tried it. I've pretty never nasty. tried it. It's pretty nasty. Have you tried it? Yeah. I just, I keep it to lean protein, man. Okay. Like, I, and I, again, that goes back to my point of just keeping it really simple. I mean, if you, you get your protein intake in, matching your body weight and grams are like right underneath that point. Um, you're eating your fruits, you're eating your vegetables, keeping fiber high, and then you kind of just balance out the rest. I think that you're going to see results, so... I love the idea of building the brand, building the face that which those guys do a great job of because their following is all obviously crazy high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that as much as simple can seem to be boring, if it's going to breed the best results and let let you live the lifestyle you want to live, like that's what I want for my clients. For a guy like me, like on that protein stuff, so like about like 215 pounds like that's like that's like a lot of protein like every day it's a lot like, of protein what should i be doing like to make sure like i hit that yeah so that and that's like such a big question that a lot of my clients are like how the fuck do i do that yeah like, like, because it's hard you know if you don't prioritize it it's really you gotta hard. eat a lot of medium rare chicken <laughs> to hit that yeah and i think it's just about like making it such a priority with each meal so whether that's three meals four meals a day some people do two just know that like it has to be at the forefront of each meal like 35 to 40 grams per meal i'd say and then what can you do in between to get to that 215 marker for you um, and that's not to say like you need to hit mm-hmm. 215 on the dot every day but if you can trend close to that you're probably gonna your body's gonna work for you a little bit more than work against you um, what is that doing to specifically like the protein like intake is that just like replenishing like what I'm, I'm burning like the muscle muscle growth like 100% so protein is the essential macronutrient for growth and repair right so if we're not getting enough of it you're going to be spinning your wheels because you're not giving your body what it needs to grow back stronger and repair itself after we strength train we break down that muscle tissue if we're not replenishing ourselves with the essential macronutrient to grow back stronger and bigger, you're not, your body's not going to be complimenting itself. It's just going to be kind of treading your wheels. So that's like the biggest thing with protein. Um, it also, it just burns the highest amount of calorie content, right? It's Mm -hmm. the highest burning macronutrient. So your metabolism is most positively impacted by that, uh, by that macronutrient. So it's super important, you know? I mean, carbs and fats also important in their own ways, but protein is at the forefront. So with my clients, I say, let's just focus on trending closer to that goal to start and let your carbs and your fats kind of sit where they need to be for the time being. If they're, if that calorie goal is within range, um, just to keep it simple, like I said, just cause you don't want to focus on too much at once with any client because that confuses them at the end of the day. What about like intermittent fasting? Cause like we're both like not really breakfast guys. Like naturally we just don't like eat much in the morning. Yeah. Is that bad? Is that good? Like how do you kind of revolve like a schedule around that? Yeah. So, and a lot of, a lot of my clients who are in the same boat as you guys, they don't love eating in the morning. And I think that's totally fine. I wouldn't say there's like much behind intermittent fasting. It just closes the window of time for you to get your calories in. Um, And this could, 
this could affect you in one of two ways if you're not careful with it is one you could under eat because of it right so like not getting enough calories not getting enough protein which that will just have you spinning your wheels the other end of that is that you could be so hungry within that smaller time frame that you actually end up overeating a little bit right so if you want to if your goal is body composition and intermittent fasting is doing one of those two things to you whether you're overeating calories or you're under eating calories those are both going to kind of go against your fitness goal which is why i preach like if you can sneak something in in the morning that is of high protein content just to give you that like that one jolt in the beginning of the day it will probably be beneficial as opposed to just holding off until whatever time you i don't know what time you guys start eating at but a lot of people will wait till like 12. Yeah, so, sometimes even like loose, later, yeah. it's just kind of whenever I'm hungry. Yeah, I feel like I eat pretty intuitively. I mean, I know what's good for me. 100%. I know what's not, but you know, yeah, try to tread the line pretty carefully there. Yeah, big uh, Trader Joe's guys. Yeah, Trader Joe's is great. <laughs> Shout out Trader Joe's, man. What are some of your like as like a trainer, like trainer Darren approved Trader Joe's snacks? Snacks or or frozen anything. food, anything. I mean, when I go to Trader Joe's, I'm just getting straight produce and like vegetables. So I'm pretty boring with like my eating overall. Um, I don't have a ton of time to like cook for myself and stuff. So I keep things as simple as possible. Like the ground meats, the chicken breasts, and just on Sundays go to work on prepping that. And that's even like my dinners too. I eat a lot of like lean steak. I get the fillets over at Trader's. The fillets over there are good, dude. You guys, you have to give that a try. We've, we've been kind of skeptical on getting the steaks at Trader Joe's. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the Trader Joe's meat does not look that appetizing. Uh, it doesn't look that appetizing. good. If you look it's out, pretty good. If you look out there, like, apparently there's going to be like a Whole Foods like right down there. That's huge. So that's um, huge. we're hoping that's going to be Well, these are, that's Amazon. That's going to be Amazon. And yeah. they're putting a grocery store there. So like, wow. I don't know. I think. Super inconvenient. For my money's guys. on Whole Foods right now. <laughs> no, but I, I mean. My my routine is just super simple. I mean, I'm keeping it to the, the lean proteins of the world. Uh, my carb source is usually like a white or brown rice, and then I'm loading up on vegetables. So I usually get like the assorted bags from Traders or wherever I'm going. I go to Stop and Shop a lot too, just because it's a little closer to uh, Southie where I live. But yeah, I keep it super simple. I wouldn't say that I have some type of like crazy out there diet that like keeps me lean not eating raw liver exactly no no raw liver <laughs> and uh i think that's like a testament too because if i can stay in shape go out and i i do all the simple things right i think that sets a good example for clients like you guys and then clients that i train over at equinox too so do you uh do you smoke weed i don't regularly i dabble here and there um I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Like I just go out and I'm drinking and I don't really feel, I don't really feel like the urge, but I used to like a little bit more heavily back in college. I don't know that sometimes I just don't think to, cause we're like out at the bar in Southie. We're usually out to like one or 2 AM. Then next thing you know, it's like, I'm either like going to bed or whatever. I'm not, I'm not really like leaving and smoking up. So, but I think it, it's fun for like what it is. Like when I do. I enjoy it. it. Just makes me relax a little bit. Do you think there's any like help, like any benefits to it? When, you know, when you're training, when you're starting a new regimen, do you have any excuses for me to justify why? I'm <laughs> no, I think I think it has like it definitely has some relation to recovery. I mean, if it my thing is like if it makes you feel better, keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Like if it if it relaxes you at night, helps you go to bed, so you get a good sleep and you maximize recovery on a sleep end, um, I, I think that's great, but I'm definitely not equipped to get more scientific than that on like the benefits of marijuana and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I think back to the discipline stuff, it kept him in the gym for like three hours yesterday. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I said I was going to go up and just like walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes. And yeah. I was up there for a while doing Dude, physical just, therapy, my whole workout. Yeah. He's just locked in. He's shredding up uh -huh. piece by piece. Yeah. Yeah, dude, if you if you think that weed makes you feel more relaxed and like you're recovered the next day, mm -hmm. get it going. Yeah, you know? I definitely think that it has some like benefits, especially with like, you know, inflammation and swelling. 
because sure. when I like I told you I broke my humerus back in May on one of the first nickel up trips going yeah. down to Nashville, Tennessee. We got into an awful car crash, still in the you yeah. know settlement phases of it. But the doctor, you know, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, he wanted to give me you know like perks on perks, you know, yeah, just yeah. these different painkillers. And I'm like, I really don't think I need those. Like my arm hurts, <laughs> but I'm not gonna die. Yeah. And he goes, Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. And then he told me just to, you know, like just smoke and then it'll help with the swelling, it'll help with the pain. And then until I could see a real doctor back in Boston. And I felt like that, you know, every time that I was smoking, it kinda made my arm feel at least, you know, more manageable. But there you go. I think it was a big part in the recovery. That was pretty crazy too. We uh we went out like Five hours later, after we got in like a big car crash, like totaled like a rental car, just on Broadway. You went got, too? Oh, Dude, yeah. everybody was like frazzled. I Broken think everybody arm. was like, <laughs> everybody was like, all right, like Jack, like, what do you want to do now? Like, you know, I'm sorry this happened. I'm yeah. like, we're in Nashville. I fucking want to go out. I gotta be going out with you guys, more, <laughs> man. So, you, got, you guys get after it no matter what. I was down in Nashville and I was in like a, like a swath, like pinched across my arm. Yeah, yeah. Just somebody like bumps into me and you're like, ah! <laughs> they just like, like scream and they buy me a drink. Well, if someone if it. someone touched your arm, you were in like I was in a lot of, I was in a lot of pain. Like I yeah. couldn't like the, my arm was like dangling. Yeah. So it was like pinched against my chest like this. Yeah. But this is almost like gonna make you squeamish. But I could like move the top of my arm and feel it moving. Yeah. But I could feel like my wrist and my fingers like staying flush against my chest. No oh. matter what. It doesn't a, stop the grind, though. No. It doesn't but stop had the grind. had to go out. had to make the most of my time. Of course. Like, I didn't even match. tell my parents. So it happened on, like, a Thursday. Yeah. And then we couldn't get a flight home till like, Sunday. Or we could have, but yeah. it would have been expensive. And we were in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. I'd just driven for 17 hours. So uh, we went out two or three nights in a row and, uh, you know, just had a liquor jacket and the, the weed to fight the pain. But it worked Dude. out. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. I mean, if it works for you, yeah. do it. Yeah. I think uh, it's been cool just like personally I'll touch on just like my experience like working like the past two weeks really on, on your program yeah the first couple of days it was those those uh, those hip thrusts man where you're lying on the bench like you're like uh, back is like right here 100% you're doing those like one leg hip thrusts those are fucking killer the and the goblin chain man. oh yeah the goblin squats too but uh after the couple first couple days of soreness, like eleven days straight so far, love it. Gonna get after it after the podcast, and it's so so far been been really mm-hmm. solid. And just That's like, awesome. I think it's been cool too. We've been kind of keeping each other accountable, absolutely, which, which is helpful. Which is why, like, and that's what just to touch on like credo a little bit further because I know that um, that kind of seems like a side hustle right now, but that the goal is to take that to the moon. And I think that you guys are good examples of people that would really benefit from the platform that uh, that we're kind of building up here. It's the, the people that they they have the consistency to get into the gym. It's more just about, I don't have the structure or I don't know exactly what to do when I go there, but I don't necessarily need a coach there with me. Um, and then also on the tr- nutrition side, like you guys know that you can reach out to me and I'll, I'll give you tips here and like, wherever you need so i think that credo and that offering and service is just super helpful to the client that might need some nutrition help and coaching and then just the structure of like what the hell should i be doing in the gym and you guys are noticing that already you're staying consistent on your own and it's i update it every week for you guys and you're killing it so we also have like no excuse because we just go into the elevator and the gym is right here gym's upstairs so if, if we don't work out like it's yeah, on us. It's like, totally on us. If you don't get your asses up there, then I'm getting your ass in Equinox. Yeah. So. <laughs> but as part of it, too, it's like, I know I'm going to see you out. And it's like, you know, I, I, that's something you can't really lie about. Oh, you've been in the gym? Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, you'll be able I'm to tell. I'm your coach now. I see the check marks on the uh, See, I, I always forget to check them off. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah, know he's yeah, doing yeah. them. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to text him next time. Just make sure that he's doing them. But I uh, know it's like I feel like just getting there is half the battle, and then you know like having you and having you hold me accountable is like what's kept me in there at least for the last couple of weeks. For sure. But like I've started to like look forward to going. But you know the last little stint that I had trying to get ready in the gym, I was going all the way over to Boston sports clubs across yeah. the gym or across the bridge, and I was walking there. So it's like you know a twenty minute walk there, twenty minute walk back. That's forty minutes right there. So you had to set aside a pretty good window of time. 
but you know now i just take two minutes to walk upstairs two 100%. minutes to walk back and can be you know do a workout and shower in under an hour and that's huge yeah the convenience factor for mm-hmm. sure is like a huge thing on a consistency level too is just I th- and i think that's why living in seaport is really cool because no matter what fitness will be convenient whether you're over at equinox or you live in one of these buildings where there's usually a gym your guys gym is pretty nice right it's, it's pretty great. solid yeah yeah, yeah the so. view is insane too like on like a cardio day you're on the treadmill or on a bike or something you just got like a sick view of the airport 100%. the water's right there shout out nema yeah it's Met Met now Oh, it's, now it's Metlo. Metlo. Yeah, yeah, they changed, they changed it. the name. Yeah, they changed it. That's why you were confused when you got here. I, I was lost, dude. I was walking up and down the street. <laughs> That's crazy. Shout out Metlo then. Yeah. Yeah, they've been they've been good, but no, I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna be. Uh, I just got my ski pass too, so like Absolutely. getting back in shape for that and like just stamina, strength, everything. Last yeah. year, I'm not gonna lie, I was skiing a bunch and I would like be huffing and puffing at the bottom of a run. My yeah, like yeah. quads would be like burning. So uh, hopefully, it's time for a change, oh, man. Yeah. Hopefully, it's we'll time be, for a change. You're like going down the hill and on a flat spot, like you're straightening out your legs, oh. leaning forward, leaning back a little bit, was, just to get a bad. stretch. I used to, I used to race. I grew up yeah. ski racing, and uh, I grew up ski racing and playing soccer. So that, like, I was always like lower body legs were like kind of like a strong suit of mine. Um, and my coach for in the off season for ski racing would have us do like wall sits. For yeah, like yeah. five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those things are those things fucking suck. I'm glad you haven't put those on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me any ideas. <laughs> but that's that's like a cool thing too, is that and that it relates back to just complimenting your lifestyle in every way is getting into that routine. Like you guys probably already feel a little bit stronger, a little bit more stable. And that's just gonna complement your lifestyle outside of fitness, which is why I said about credo at the beginning, it's like this isn't just about the gym. It's about impacting people to go after whatever they love, what their dream is, but also enjoying those hobbies that like really make you tick and feeling confident about doing those things on a regular basis. Because like you said, maybe if you weren't constantly in the gym now and feeling strong, feeling healthy, you might like second think going skiing. Maybe you wouldn't, but I know for someone out there, they're definitely second, second thinking, going skiing, snowboarding, or anything like that, where it might take a little bit more than it used to when they were younger or something. The other like that. thing too on that, like obviously I'm going to be more like capable, um, but skiing's dangerous, and like I feel like for sure, like per, I'm protecting my body, building up like just like muscle mass that's going to protect me from you know a, twisting my knee, and like I'm a good skier, like I know yeah. that, like I don't really fall much or like anything like that, yeah. but I know that if I went out like this season and I was like weaker and wasn't like in a good fitness routine, like I'm kind of up for you know just a little bit more vulnerable vulnerable out there. Yeah, for uh, sure. So. Yeah, it's, it's a good. lot of people relate to that, man. Like, let me tell you, a lot of people stop doing these things because they don't feel safe doing them anymore. So it's it's heavily about making people feel inspired to get back to what they want to do, no matter what it is. And like, that's the thing I love about fitness is that it's such a focal point that can sprout to different areas of life, which is what this movement and company of credo is going to be it's like that focal point that will get you to if you love finance going after a goal starting a company if you like fashion start your own clothing line if you love a hobby doing that three times a week because you feel good doing it it's all about like the passion and just helping people do those things and that that makes me tick so it's cool to hear you say What that. does Credo mean? Like, where does the name come from? So Credo is just the belief or the, uh, the beliefs that guide one's actions on a daily basis. And our, our slogan is find your why, right? So that your why could be anything. It could be your family. It could be the fact that you want to feel more confident going out. You want to feel more confident at the beach, whatever that might be. And um, I've, I've loved that slogan just because it can be whatever the person wants it to be. And it puts you at the forefront of like, why are you doing this? Or why are you committing to starting a fit, fitness routine? So it's a, it's a cool concept and I've loved the word ever since I saw it. And it was actually derived from 
this guy that I worked with at the first gym I ever worked at, um, Tommy Wisdom, shout out him. He was listing out like a full list of company names and Credo was on there. And I was like, I hope he doesn't pick that one because I like that shit. And I had no idea what it meant. I just kind of liked the flow to it because I thought it was different. And uh, he didn't end up picking that one, which was great. So I, I looked into it, did a little research. And then my partner um, in crime, Steve, I, I texted him. I was like, yo, I got the name. And uh, in 2019 is when we started this whole thing. And it definitely has been a ground up project for sure. By volume, like being one of the busiest and most successful trainers at Equinox, how do you balance like the, you know, being in Equinox like 12 hours a day and then coming home and working on your side also? Yeah, dude, that's, that's such a good question because it is really tough. And that's the one thing with like the in-person hustle that makes building the virtual side a little bit more attractive because you can impact more people just from your laptop, which is really cool. Uh, but the balance I think is again, the schedule, like making sure that I schedule time out and blocking off certain hours to be like, all right, I need to address my online clients, um, at this time with this day, I do a lot of my online work on Sundays just because I do a lot of my check-ins, um, just programming out for everybody to get them ready for the week on Sundays, uh, which can be tough sometimes when we go out and have a good one, but. Uh, I get it done no matter what because that's just like what I love to do in the feeling of finishing the whole in-person online client week and saying like they're ready to go for this week that like lights me up you know just to know like everyone has the plan written out for them and they feel good going into the week so it's a good question though it is a tough balance when you're there all day but I think like I'm really guided by impacting as many people as I can and I know that doing that side work is important to get them to where they want to be. So I keep that in my head all the time. Nice. Yeah, Amazing. Nice. Where do you, I mean, you've kind of touched on like the goals for it, but like any specific like benchmarks or programs that you want to roll out within the next couple of years? Yeah. So the, the ultimate goal is to have like an array of different programs that could suit the needs of different individuals because the the goal with Credo is to, to build it on a scale where people, I have no idea who they are until they apply to uh, train with us one-on-one. Um, I want to have programs ready for any type of individual. So the goal in the next year, I'd say, is I'm going to have the whole platform fully ready, uh, probably upwards of 20 different programs, different templates that suit the needs of different individuals just based on clients that I've ran into, um, just the needs of like general population. Like if someone has like a shoulder issue, having a program ready for them, someone with a hip issue. So I think you can, you can build out so many different templates that tailor to different people. So just having that fully ready to go and launch will probably be like the next, the next big thing for us. So we can really scale this thing on a, on a national level. Um, and for now, I mean, I'm up to like, I got like 25 people on there right now. So it's going well on that end. But uh, I, I plan to build this thing pretty heavily. And uh, it starts in Boston, but we're trying to go like big Global. national with this stuff. We're putting fitness on the map in this and just inspiring people to do what they love to do daily. So Awesome. Well, we'll be uh, right there with you loving it so far and we'll yeah. continue to kind of I mean hopefully people will see like throughout the podcast like For our sure. progression we'll always like touch on it and yeah. you know probably have you back on in like six months from now so just we can to, see the, to chop it up definitely I'm, I'm coming back on six months from now we're gonna see you boys you guys right before be all, right what is that summer. April yeah right before summer yeah May that'll be perfect let's, oh, yeah. do, it. let's do it in May all right, all right, 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 right before the, the beach summer. what is it the 28th today May 28th 28th Memorial Day yeah, right. we'll do it then. Right I before like that. then, yeah. Yeah, I like that, dude. That's that's the goal, right? There. That'll be the one year anniversary of uh, breaking my arm too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we yeah. went down for a Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, look at that, but, dude. You're gonna be a whole different man. I know. That's like one thing I will say too is I texted you in the beginning that I felt like my left arm was just so much weaker than my right, yeah, yeah. and it still is. But the strength is coming back like a lot faster than I thought that it was going to 100%. in my left arm. 
and like I went to physical therapy right down the street at like joint yeah. ventures for a little while okay and like insurance only covered like eight sessions or whatever so that's what I did and then she gave me some good exercises um but like I still kind of incorporate into my workouts yeah. and then there's a trainer in our gym upstairs too who's cool. also given me a couple of recommendations so I'm trying to mix that in but it just it's crazy how like how far I've come and to see where I was I mean you knew you knew it I mean you couldn't like lift well right right when it happened you I couldn't, couldn't put a t-shirt I couldn't yeah. put a t-shirt on yeah. on my own because fast. my arm would dangle so what would happen was I would put the put the t-shirt over my head okay and then somebody would have to help me with that while I was holding this arm yeah, yeah. okay and then from there someone would have to hold my fingers and I would hold my elbow and then they would like move the arm through the shirt yeah. and then as the first fingers got through the shirt while they were still holding my fingers, I would move my hand off my elbow up here just to keep my arm stabilized. And then they would hold my elbow and then push it the rest of, rest of the way through. <laughs> you had so a whole it, procedure with dude, that it was thing. Six months later, he's doing Zotman curls. Yeah, the arm farms. Yeah, shout the, uh, out to Zotman curl, man. Shout <laughs> out to Zotman. That's awesome, dude. I mean, imagine like when we sit down here again in six months, like you guys are both. And I'm, I'm going to manifest this because I know it and I've seen it. If you guys stay on the path, the path that you've been on, you guys are going to be different people. And that's like, that's huge. You know, can't wait. That's cool. That's what it is. That's just what it is. Awesome. And I want to shout out you guys too. Like you guys, I mean, I saw you guys from just the grapevine. I didn't know who either of you were. So that, that obviously attests to what you guys are doing. And I think that you have something really special here. So I wouldn't have reached out to you guys if I didn't think like you guys are going to be killing it. Yeah, when I see it. We're really happy to hear you say that. Like, thank you, first of all. Yeah. But like, especially the fact that you saw us through the grapevine. Yeah, yeah. Because that's kind of been our strategy, you know, recently is we want to touch upon like anybody who's anybody in Boston. Everybody sure. knows you. Everybody knows, you know, CPAL. Everybody knows Nasser. Everybody knows Casey and Alex. Yep. We're trying to get these local guys on the show. Even like the bigger YouTubers and TikTokers we've had. Like we just had Christian Floyd who yep. goes by Severin. He's out in LA right now killing it. Pointer we've had brothers. the Pointer Brothers. They're from Mass. They're killing get it. them too, right? Pointed Brothers. Oh, man. yeah. Hell yeah. We'll connect you. Got, you. Wags will. Yeah, for sure. But, you guys um, are watching this. I want both of you. Because <laughs> that's going to be you two. So the they're Pointed great, brothers. too, because they have, like, the brotherly, like, competition almost. Absolutely. And Mike man. played uh, so- soccer in college. Oh, so okay. they're they're always playing soccer. They're doing, like, competitions yeah. and stuff. And, like, yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'll connect you guys for sure. I hit them up on the DMs. They didn't see it, though. They're getting, they, they they're just getting too a, big. They just hit a million on yeah, Instagram yesterday. I saw the milli. So. All right, though. I'll, I'll link up with you for that. We'll for get sure. them going. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Darren, thanks for hopping on today. Good yeah, talk. I appreciate Loved you, it. fellas. Good and, stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in six months. Six months, baby. May 28th. There we Sounds go. good. All right. Boys. Good shit. Oh, that went well.